The weeks immediately before and after Labor Day weekend are what I think of as the anything-can-happen time of year. I can't be outside long in my own yard or any wooded places without hearing chickadees and red-breasted nuthatches. That's a constant. Cedar waxwings eating berries, flying from dead branches, and flying over in swirling flocks are another. And this is peak dragonfly time, as wonderful and exciting as it's bittersweet. Dragonfly numbers have decreased enormously since I moved to Duluth. They're still very easy to see this time of year, but the numbers are nowhere near what they were. They're pigging out on other flying insects, as are nighthawks. Dozens and even hundreds of common nighthawks have been seen darting about over some fields in recent afternoons, and some directed flights of more than 2,000 birds have been observed. In recent years, Steve Colby has been conducting a regular standardized count at an excellent vantage point near the shore in Leicester Park. Annual totals have spanned between 15,000 and 45,000. This is impressive and important, but again, just a fraction of what we used to be able to see. Local birders didn't have the wherewithal to start doing standardized counts back then, but on August 26, 1990, Mike Hendrickson, perched at the Lakewood Pumping Station, counted 43,690 nighthawks in two and a half hours, and the migration that day was heavy both before and after his tally. The huge nighthawk flights were not limited to one or two nights a year. Unless it was raining, we were pretty much guaranteed to spot at least a dozen, and often hundreds or thousands, just about every night from mid-August through the first week of September. Of course, even a single nighthawk is cause for celebration. This is one of my favorite birds of all for good reasons. So whenever I see one, I'm as elated as cognizant of how much we've lost, the horrifying result of decades of pesticide use, development and damage to wetlands, and allowing craven oil corporations and people ignorant about science to prevent any proactive work to reduce our impact on climate change. On August 20th this year, for the first time on record, a swallow-tailed kite appeared at Hawk Ridge. It kited about, snatching insects out of the sky for at least a half hour around 2 p.m. I got a text alert about it while it was still there and spent 45 minutes scanning the sky between my yard and the ridge, but never caught a glimpse. But while I was scanning, a flock of six American white pelicans passed over. Yep, anything can happen. Two days later, a Mississippi kite flew over Hawk Ridge and was later seen over Mike Hendrickson's yard in Smithville. Mississippi kites don't appear every year, but several times they have appeared at Hawk Ridge always during the two weeks before or after Labor Day. This week, we had some surprising shorebird visitors on Park Point. Two very cooperative red knots, a dangerously declining species, spent at least three days on the little bayside beach at the entrance of the Sky Harbor Airport, along with a stilt sandpiper, two bared sandpipers, and a semi-palmated plover. 
The bird somehow decided that birders don't pose much of a threat. I sat there for over an hour on both Tuesday and Wednesday. The birds looked my way when I got there, but almost immediately resumed whatever they were doing. As other birders arrived, the shorebirds didn't seem phased at all. At one point, when I was all alone, the stilt sandpiper and red knot started snoozing about 30 feet from me. A few minutes later, the whole little flock started moseying down the beach directly toward me and then right in front of me, just six or seven feet away, giving me lots of satisfying full-frame photos in perfect light, as well as one of the most magical moments of my birding life. There have been sightings of other rarities, such as buff-breasted sandpipers and a Smith's longspur in town in the past week. Plenty of migrants, including rarities here and there, will be passing through for the next month. A lot of people wait to look for them until what is considered the, quote, best time to go to Hawk Ridge, the second or third week of September. But that's too late to see the best of the early migrants. Labor Day weekend is the peak of my anything-can-happen time. Get out there and enjoy some unexpected delights. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.